well, we're here. What the fuck? Mm. Look, look at us. <laughs> <laughs> look at us. Still holding it down in Brooklyn, Sean and Cass. Are we the only ones left? It feels like it. That I know of. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We thought about that the other day. And it took us a long time. When 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 we moved in together, we did the classic like new couple isolation, you know, we're just hanging out. I don't even know what the fuck we were doing, but we weren't making a lot of friends. Yeah, I mean, and not a lot of cool people maybe lived in the neighborhood or, you know. Yeah. I see, I've always seen these groups of people like hanging at the park and they're like, they're rolling 15 people deep. I'm like, who are these people? Yeah. How do they have this many friends? And then like finally this summer, I feel like I like we were hanging at the park with homies and I'm like, I'm those people. I'm fine. I like took 10 years of living in Brooklyn to like be the people that I was like, who are these people? Yeah. Yeah. We were rolling deep and it wasn't even the summer. It was the end of the summer. It was really like the beginning of the fall was when we were like, oh shit, we found our people after like nine, 10 years living together and doing this thing. Yeah. We really seemed to like find our community of people and, uh, God damn the best time just having the fucking best times hanging out with people tripping with our friends going to concerts tripping at concerts trying new things together yeah all kinds of weirdness and uh in the matter of hours all that changed yeah yeah and it didn't catch up to me till like this week i feel like so how have you been feeling like i don't want to say shitty it's just like i'm feeling like super uh introspective mm-hmm I think like uh, a lot of our uh, practices have paid off for me over the course of the quarantine. Like our practices, our our whole spiritual practice is about being more present. That's it. Right. Showing up for the moment. In like the Michael Jackson. I mean, oh shit. Like Michael, Michael Jordan. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I get my MJs mixed up. Well, they were both big hit in the nineties, you know? Yeah, no, I fucked that up. Mm. But like Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. except for not doing much of anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. We're, masters of nothing. <laughs> yeah. We're definitely the masters of nothing. Yeah. We're the Michael Jordan of chilling. Yeah. For sure. Or at least that's what we're trying to do. Like being so present that like no matter what someone comes in that door with, that it almost like it dissolves and they get into the chill. And I think vibration. I think how that's possible, though, in part is because we hold it down in our own apartment. Whenever I go smoke weed at someone else's apartment, I'm so blazed because it's like new (laughs) sensations, new environment. You're like looking at people and looking at you're just in someone else's energy. So it kind of makes me sympathetic or um, to people who have come over here and been like left and not known how to get home or what the fuck was going on. They just got too high, you know. (laughs) That's their thing, whatever. They just got too high. They couldn't hang. But, mm-hmm. you know, we try to... We're protectors of the vibe. That's a, that's what I feel like our real calling is. It's like, we know about a vibe that's been going on for a long motherfucking time. Mm-hmm. And it's been held by people that don't, don't take society too seriously for a long time. And sometimes it's been easy to hold that vibe. There's been generations where it's been really easy to hold that vibe. And then there's been tougher times. And I think we've had an easier time. We've had an easier go at it. Oh, yeah, because our ancestors did all the work so that we could, you know, hang out and get shit delivered to our doorstep and everything. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They did a great job. (laughs) But, yeah, basically, uh, everything fell apart in the matter of hours. Uh, Just slowly but surely finding out that all of our, like, this community that took us so long to not necessarily build but to become aware of. Like, and appreciate and appreciate because mm-hmm. I, I think and nurture I, I think definitely community is a layer of consciousness it's something like you wake up to and you start to discover was all around you kind of waiting for your presence and your engagement and we've just been swimming in it we had been swimming in it and then all of a sudden it just got sucked out and I think it was it was cool I was like using all of our practices and staying very present throughout this quarantine and uh yeah we just got hit with a fucking like three four in a row last week of like one homie's leaving town another one's leaving town these people are leaving the neighborhood that might be the last time we see these motherfuckers for god knows how long like a succession of those and then um you know now carrie's working again so she's like going home a few days like when she left the other day it was just like and i was like 
whoa, it was just like this crazy feeling of emptiness. That's really the best way to put it. I don't want to say it's just a shitty feeling. Mm. It's just a, a feeling of emptiness, a feeling like like we had scaled a mountain and now we're at the bottom of another one. And I'm like, whew, okay, wow. Yeah, we're the only fools left. It feels like uh, that feeling of like, High school's over, and everyone is going off to these awesome schools in fancy towns, and they're going to go start their new lives, and they're just like, fuck this place, and they get out of there. And then we're the fucking jabronis who are like, no, man, we're hanging back in our hometown. It's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. And like, it's a little bit of that kind of feeling. A little bit. There's another part of me that is like, not even questioning that we would ride this out in New York. We're New Yorkers. This isn't. This wasn't a tourist destination. This wasn't like. Wouldn't it be nice to live three years of my life in New York? Like this is not. This we are this place. This is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We've been doing it for a long time. My family came from here, you know, from Ireland to Brooklyn, and held it down. And now I'm back, and I'm holding it down. And this is a tough time here. Yeah, it's like a. It's a. It's the next chapter will be quite the adventure. But I, I so, I think you know this, like I so badly keep looking for like the obvious thing. Mm-hmm. What it, Where are we supposed to be going? What's our calling? What are we supposed to be doing? Why are we? I feel like it, it's the rapture and our friends that have been good are getting plucked out. Yeah. And oh, we're going off to some rich person's property and we're going to be well taken care of and gardening. And it's just like, they just, they disappear. And then these people disappear. And then these homies disappear, and I'm like, whoa. Well, that's that reminds me of the lessons I've gotten, or the message I've gotten so clearly about life is, you're here because you got work left to do. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're not here because you graduated to, like, a certain level, and, like, you get to now just frolic and enjoy. I do my best to frolic and enjoy, but... It's clear to me that the reason I'm in human incarnation is because I haven't been good enough. And there's something. <laughs> no, it's You're true. a little angel. No, but it's true. You know it's true. Because yeah. And that's why sometimes I don't want to be, this sounds so stupid. Excuse me. This sounds so stupid. But like, I don't want to be too good because I like it here. Yeah. You know? Oh, you think you'll get sucked up to the heavens? Yeah, if I try too hard to be too good. <laughs> And well, that's you, just my excuse for like being the slacker that I am. You associate being good with godliness, like you know, connection with source, the dual, the clouds of duality part. That's what you associate with no, good. I associate with good with like helping people. Mm. And so far, I'm 32, and I've pretty much been able to help myself and help you. Yeah, you've and, helped my family a lot, and I try to help, but like. Not a lot, you know what I mean? I try not to be a burden. Mm-hmm. Like, I try not to make people's lives more difficult. But, you know, I feel like the fact that I even have money in my bank account makes me incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah, Cause right. Because I'm like, this, I should be just, I'm like a cell, and I'm like hoarding stuff. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't have anything. We should all be sharing everything, and no yeah. one should be going hungry. And so, like, I'm like... All that stuff, and that money, and the excesses... It's yeah. it's a weight. It's a weight on our soul. Yeah. yeah. You know, and like like the other day we were driving up, and we're driving past Yankee Stadium, going up to visit my parents and plant a garden. And there was a, a guy on the side of the road, and you were like, oh, scrambling, try to find some money. And you handed him five bucks. And like as we kept going, you were like, that's what life is. That's what life's all about. That makes me, you were like, that makes me happier than anything. Oh, yeah. Like if I, it, it changed my whole day. Yeah. Being able to do that. And it's, kind of ridiculous given how good it makes me feel that i spend most of my time in the apartment you know yeah well because it's not sustainable to go out there and just handing out money and you've done that you've done that (laughs) Cass has gone to the atm and but who cares about sustainability (laughs) you know who cares about the individual sustainability Mm -hmm. and i think that i I don't know i just want to graduate i want to keep graduating i want to keep figuring out how I can show up in a way that helps more people than myself. And I feel like I was telling you the other day, I was like, we've talked about dark clouds so much on the podcast. We've talked, we've gone through the shadow realm and done all this stuff. And I, I just, I'm hitting a moment where I'm bored with it. I'm like, yeah, I got like little things in my life that make me this way. And there's darkness and blah, yeah. blah, 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 and blah. The patterns are playing out. Patter, I yeah. I'm, okay. 
but but what am I going to do about it? And and it feels like this is the next um, time that we're entering. Yeah. It's like how can we support each other? How can we do the things that we put on a pedestal of what we hope that our government can be, our societies, our communities, and then how do you do that on an individual level without like just like being in shame and guilt and yeah. bad feelings. Like I don't want to turn this into like, oh poor me, I don't know how to be a better person. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it seems to me like like the mind responds really well to being trained, no matter yeah. what it is. So we could be training our minds to be a little bit more tame mm. and, and sit when we want it to and relax when we want it to and not drive us crazy and go to sleep when it's time. Or we could train our minds to be better and better complainers. Mm -hmm. That's another thing the, mon the mind will respond to and run with. Or we could trade it, train it to crave sugar these times of day or need alcohol when these types of feelings arise. So I think the hive mind is the same way. Mm -hmm. Like I think that the, the, what the mind is always trying to do is like is try to take what it can sense and make stories out of it, make stories out of it, make stories out of it, make stories out of it. So I think, you know, like to your point, you just turned 32. It was happy birthday. Thanks, babe. On Monday. And like, yeah, you've helped yourself. And I think you've helped yeah. a lot of people by helping yourself. Because you've shown like, hey, um, I was an anxious person i you know drove myself crazy was picking at my hands you know I, I i did all these things and i learned how to become aware of those things and train my mind to stop it and i think that's a powerful thing and you're no different than anyone else anyone can do that shit you've just chosen to do it you have discipline well and right now is is what you're saying is reminding me that you get you get what you ask for so I guess right oh, yeah. now I'm just like in this moment where like I'm on a podcast and I'm like asking the universe because on this podcast, I'm only ever really talking to myself and my future self. And totally. I, mean, I know other people get to chime in and hear, not chime in, but hear this conversation I'm having with myself. But, um, you know, you get what you ask for. So if you if you're looking for ways to help, you're going to find them. If you're looking for ways to be less anxious, you're going to find it. So I guess that's what I'm saying. I'm looking for. So I'm setting some intentions. Mm, yeah. I think one one way of setting intentions that I, th I think is is really cool is like to try to envision a time of your life that you think is like really great or really pure or you were really in the flow or you were really beautiful or really proud of yourself. And if that's a if that's something that's already happened, it's really easy. You could just like kind of draw from those memories and take those feelings and let those things seed where you want to go back to. But if you can't conjure something like that. Start imagining and envisioning what those feelings would be and, and where you could take this thing. Yeah, that's where the nothingness has really helped us. And we've yeah. learned that we crave that so much is because if you if you can't collect, it's not even collecting your thoughts. It's collecting your soul energy, your soul purpose, your soul craving. Mm. You know, if, if you're running, 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 you can't slow down to hear what it is you even, if you're scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. You know, you can't slow down to hear like, oh, God, I just I don't want to be such a fucking useless piece of shit. You know, I, also, yeah. I don't want to frame it as a useless piece of shit, but I want to I want to offer something. OK, what do you want to offer? What feels right? All these questions. And the only time I start to ask myself those questions is when maybe we do something like this where we like slow it down. Yeah. And you kind of tap into, oh, what is it? What is it that? would make me more harmonious mm. with my environment. Well, that, you know? that's what this is, is we're just tuning. Mm -hmm. And it's another thing you got to ask yourself, what are you tuning for? Are yeah. you tuning to, to rip a solo? Are you in a band? Are you, are you tuning your, yourself for, for one big crescendo at the end of your life, maybe in retirement or something like that? For me, what I'm constantly trying to tune is to be in the magical frequency of this moment yeah you know the abundance the love because it's it's always there even when i'm angry even when i'm lost in self-doubt all the bullshit i could feel so heavy and spun out and whatever but it's there it's like it's oh, yeah. it's there humming along it's that so frequency funny now because even when i get upset i just like i can't even hold on to it you know it's hard 
yeah, because I'm like, this is so funny. Like, I'm screaming right now. I'm screaming at Sean. I'm slamming doors. I'm frustrated as hell. You fucking son of a bitch. I've no, never said not. that. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine we fought like that. Uh, Maybe it'll get there. Who knows? We're only 10 years into this thing. Yeah, I mean, I, the only reason I think we fight is like, why aren't you happier? You know, it's just a, a kind of a funny fight. Pretty much. Like, why can't you be happier to make me happy? Join me in this moment, you motherfucker. Yeah. There's there's happiness and love here. Stop worrying about the future. Yeah, we don't have to be tight right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. You used to be much more, um, you would indulge my bullshit a lot more. So, yeah. you know, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's like feeding a fucking a junkyard dog. Yeah, because you yeah. get you get so I get so defensive, or you know I, I like take your narrative, and I'm like I'm gonna take your narrative, and I'm gonna tell you why your narrative's not right, and now I'm like hey have your narrative, fuck your narrative. Yeah, yeah, and and, and what I'm trying to train my mind to do right now is to not have not try for all those rewards that I know I can get during fights because of who you are. Yeah, right? and who you're willing to be. Yeah, and you're a great partner. You know, and and you just want me to feel better, and I, I can't be going to you for that medicine when it's just me that's really going through a rough time. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to train myself to not export so much. You know, mm. it's all just comes down to like take a breath, take a breath before you start blaming or wiling out or whatever. And a lot of times when you do, you'll you'll almost watch the world transform around you mm-hmm. and I, I think that's like that little spark of everyday magic that you and i have tapped into lately especially like with the situation like uh, like we have carrie living here a lot of the time the the majority of the time since the quarantine started we've been in this little love cloud with our girl carrie mm-hmm. and it's been awesome but then every now and then you're like whoa is this is this about to be a dark cloud is this is about to be a, a storm cloud yeah, because you know? we've done that dance too. Yeah, and you almost prepare yourself for it, and and you you're you're almost you're like pre disappointed in yourself for like oh I'm about to start playing out these patterns I'm about to fucking start wiling out in some way or being insecure in some way and or or taking out my bullshit, and the second I start admitting that to myself and admitting um, the the triggers that are going off and the alarms that are going off and speaking to them, it's crazy everything starts melting like i can't yeah. hold on to it anymore like it starts just churning and going and mm. and it's like it's like the world just wants to purge that away it's like i'm acknowledging it and it's getting scared and it's running away oh man i totally noticed that about you because you have such you've played out the abandonment narrative so many times that now you can just be like i'm feeling abandoned <laughs> oh yeah you know it's so funny <laughs> Because I didn't even fucking know about the abandonment issue it, uh, that I that I have until we started this podcast and probably talked to like fucking Abdi Asadi or or some person who like just hit it on the head and I was like oh whoa but uh, totally totally that's like that's that's my thing and that's what I feel like is going on right now like I feel like I woke up one day and all my friends left New York City. And of course I want to make that about me, <laughs> you know, of course. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I thought we had a good thing going. Why is everyone leaving? Where's everyone going? I get it. I get it. But, uh, it definitely hits on those triggers. And when I admit that to myself, it doesn't hit on those triggers anymore. It's so cra- It's like such an easy thing. Cause you can see it from the outside. Well, I'm making something that was an unconscious habit my whole life into a conscious thing almost that I can laugh about, mm-hmm. you know? Like, like, oh, Jillian's moving to Austin. Great. And then I'm like laughing. I'm like, wait, what? Who cares? Awesome. That's great. You know, because it, what what it was uh, last week was I was I was saying to you, I was like, God, Cass, we've only known each other fucking ten years, and think about how many friends we've had and people that have just like ebbed and flowed in and out of our life. It's just been a constant flow of people, and it almost seems like one really dear homie will leave and, and like not be as close to us anymore. Maybe they moved or something and somebody really powerful replaces them and it opens up some new dimension of our soul. And it's like, yes, fuck. Yeah. That's like, and that'd been going on for so long. And then all of a sudden the flow stopped and everyone went away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 
probably a super relatable thing because once I started to accept that people are right for each other at different times, did I come to like so much peace and unclinging to relationships. Like that if I don't have a relationship with someone anymore, it's not like a travesty. It's like we did our work together. Yeah. You yeah. know, that was our work. We did it, you know. Yeah, exactly. And we're neither of us are lesser people. We're just, yeah, opening like you say, a new door for someone else to rock your rock your socks. Yeah, that's uh, that's extreme grace, for sure. You know, trying to apply what you just said, especially like during a breakup or something. You know, mm. it's like, wow, our work is done. This is crazy. Or um, when someone dies, mm. crazy when when especially when like a young person dies or someone dies way before their time. You know, to apply that level of grace and understanding about the cycle and that you chose form and that you chose these friends and family and foes to come into your periphery of life and wake you up a little. And that it's perfectly natural that people are going to shed out of that. Mm. And that's part of this process. So... That's that's the acceptance I have. And when I think back to where, like, my abandonment issues are rooted in, like, my uh, my family suddenly, we all moved down to Florida. And um, we were grooving down there for a couple of years, and my family suddenly left Florida. Like, my dad was going through a mental health crisis. And it was just clear he had to go, and he wasn't going to get the help he needed down there. And my mom had more support up here, so she grabbed my three sisters and my dad and just one day left and was like, Sean, we got to leave you down here. Uh, we're going to be trying to sell the house. You could stay in the house until it sells, whatever. And they just left. And like, I carried on, you know, I felt strong or whatever. I don't remember like crying or being upset, but I had to tamp down a lot of fucking feelings, you know, to go from like having that like warm, vibrant household of like my sisters and, and you yelling and screaming and the dishes clanking around and meals being made and just like laughs and TVs going to no one's around empty house yeah. in a matter of hours it was just like a decision was made and it was just like we gotta go let's just let's get the fuck out of here and uh i think that i don't know if if that's what it's all rooted in but me not dealing with that on any, on any kind of conscious level started to allow that shit to get tentacles in my life and it starts to affect your behavior and especially your behavior in relationships and friendships you want to cling well it's crazy because we know that for us to have like a healthy wonderful continue the good vibe relationship with our girl carrie like we do need to take a little time where we do the podcast and she does her work and we come back together but and you know that and you know that you need maybe a little space we need a little space in the apartment from each other evenly even and then you still will have it still doesn't mean even if it's your idea that like oh we need space it doesn't mean that you're not gonna be co-opted by the this like, feeling rage of emotions that's yeah, like that's what happened she yesterday. doesn't like me anymore yeah. she doesn't want to be here anymore and it's yeah. like no you we all discussed together that you know us doing a couple days where we did work at our own apartments would lead to yeah us having a better re- reunion or it's whatever. crazy this thing with with carrie is the fucking healthiest relationship i've ever had in my life yeah it's so stupid that that's like but i think that's it's a it's a compliment to where we're at mm-hmm. this and thing carrie, with carrie yeah. this thing with carrie is more healthy than our relationship was and maybe and then our relationship is who knows but it <laughs> but like since it, it's like it's just starting on a really nice foundation because we've spent so much time together yeah and like we just naturally vibe together like i think we all just naturally groove with each other and everything but then you know judgments start to come up and fears start to come up and desires start to come up and you know it's like oh what do i do and instead of like wiling out just speaking to those things and going in and through them making those unconscious things conscious and speaking to it it's just made this like a very nice fluffy cool relationship yeah it makes it it makes it kind of fun that i have no idea what our life's gonna be or gonna become i keep i mean i keep having these moments of serious judgment like how come we don't know what we're doing how come everybody else knows some farm to go to 
or, or some person or to some do plan or, to or like oh you know i know i was working in advertising but now i'm gonna fucking make pottery and you know so it's like oh, we were, well, we've been preparing for this moment and we're lost as it's because we were already doing what we meant to be what what's meant to be done you know? and it feels like we should take some sort of shift we're the michael jordan of chill we're the jesus of chill we're Jesus. chilling, we, you know, and, and what can you do? Like if when you're when you're the Michael Jordan of chill, you want to play in the fucking championship game, don't you? This is the championship game. Yeah. And everyone's yeah. like everyone else is getting eliminated in the early rounds. Oh, no. This is what's See, happening. I, I was thinking everyone's superseding us. And I'm like, no. now the competition is crazy. No. Now we got to chill even harder. Well, the, yeah. well, the chill is not a competitive sport. The chill Be, don't stop. Being competitive kind of ixnays the chill aspect of chill, <laughs> right? Yeah, there, you really can't. Um, if you're really embodying Michael Jordan, it's hard to be chill. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Michael Jordan because that's uh, one of the few pieces of media that has come out that's new that we've watched. And I think everyone watched it, that 10-part Michael Jordan documentary. On ESPN. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. I love him. I love his fucking asshole ass, you know? I love I loved finding out that Michael Jordan was really hard on his teammates and He punched them in the face and shit. Like he wasn't like a nice guy. He was hyper competitive with them on the court, off the court, in his life, you know? There's a story about uh some player trying to bond with him saying, "Oh, I have the same Ferrari." And then Jordan is like, "Yeah, but you paid for yours." <laughs> You don't understand the level I'm operating at. They fucking give me these things, so I'm seen in them. You know, like his his competitive nature didn't stop with basketball. Yeah, you know? I, I I think that's a I, in this world. It you know I think people look at that and it seems like an enviable quality, but it seems to me like a like a demon. That would be no. Really I think that's like hard. the old guard. Yeah, it is. That's what I'm saying. It worked. Like, we, there's there's a new guard that I haven't fully acclimated to it that's how I'm, I'm starting this podcast off is saying like there's a new guard that's coming a new way of being with each other a new way of relating with each other a new way of operating a new way mm. it's gonna take time to acclimate to it and to show up to it and to know how to swim in it and know how to harmonize and know just that's it's just gonna take some time and it's okay we're entering the realm and in the realm there are no bad notes you just adjust yeah yeah, the music don't stop. You just keep playing. And you adjust. You'll figure it out. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Bobby, Bob Weir used to say, there's no way to practice to be in the Grateful Dead. There was no way to like... Like, you join the band, you you join the band. You're on. You're in. You're on stage. You're doing your thing. And just listen. Just listen. And that's all we're doing right now. That's how you tune. And it depends what you're tuning yourself for. I think that society, the way we had it structured before, and I hope it doesn't go back to that, it had us all, you know, tuning our instruments for one big power chord at the end of our life in retirement, you know, and we sacrifice all this time and all these days slaving away, going off to something we don't really like doing living in not in alignment with with who we really are not even knowing that we're doing that and medicating with media and medicating with fucking all the nonsense that we have at our disposal but i think what we're tuning for is to is to show up and the way we tune is to listen it's the only thing that's made my like being able to get through a day is realizing there's nowhere to be there's nothing to do. You know, all these moments that I'm talking about of feeling maybe like left out or confused or like I don't know what to do. And um, I'm just like, oh, just slow down. Yeah. You know, master your universe. And our universe is still this apartment, you know. Our universe is yeah. and our reality is it's not some dream house we can't afford in some neighborhood we've no. never been to. You know, it's it's. It's whatever this is, and we got a nice big living room and a, a bedroom, and that's awesome. Yeah, we don't need anything else. We don't want for a damn thing. I don't even want what we currently have. Like, I could easily walk away from all this. I don't care. It's kind of freeing. Yeah. But it's also one of those things that's easier to say than who knows when things 
fall apart. You just hope that you can handle it with grace. Uh, you, you probably act like a little brat for a second, and then you're like, if you're self-aware at all, you're like, ah, I don't want to act like a little fuckhead right now. <laughs> we're so adaptable yeah. as humans. Yeah, totally. You know, we're so adaptable to new realities. I, th- I think that for the most part, I mean, I know there's mental health stuff, and I know people are having a hard time, especially people who still have to work and go out there. Um, but for the most part, the people that I talk to, they're figuring it out. They're like, yeah, I mean, we're home, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure a good part of why this is even possible at this day and age is because we have so many things to consume our time and consume us. Yeah. I haven't even read a book. That's embarrassing to say, but like this quarantine has been going on 60 days and I haven't even read a book. No, it feels like in some way, weirdly, we've been busy. I'm like, I'm more busy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because we're hanging out. We're doing the deep hang. We're doing that deep hang. Let me hang out with this bong. Freshly cleaned. I was very embarrassed when I looked back at our last podcast and the bong was dirty. That is embarrassing. Some alien spray. Yeah. Mm, Secret sauce. That's nice. Some clear the energy before I hit this fucker. Yeah. Smells really good. Yeah, it does. This is, uh, can I have the lighter? Yeah. This one's for Gabriel. Mm. Yeah. This is his homegrown, and it, uh, definitely puts me into the sixth dimension. How high can you fly? How high can you fly? (laughs) (laughs) We don't play music on this show anymore. No. Like normally in the past, I would just cut to that song right now. We'd let that song play out while we go pee and collect ourselves and we'd come back and we'd have like a whole new second wind for this podcast. Yeah. When we get as big as Joe Rogan and or on <laughs> Spotify, we can play all the music we want. Totally. Yeah. We're going to eclipse that motherfucker. Yeah. He, he's part of the old guard. He, <laughs> he is because like the reason his podcast is so big is because he feels in competition with all his fellow comedians and whatever so he pops into another gear to like kind of blow everyone away the way jordan did you know you kind of need that otherwise yeah, totally otherwise well, we're just hanging out and, and if you're serving your inner capitalist who is in competition with everything and everyone all the time and like it, yeah but i feel like your life would feel like a mad scramble and i'm just not interested in that i would rather be the master of nothing yeah and with the being the master of nothing your expectations are kind of that's that's where I'm at right now, Sean. I, I'm like so content. I'm I'm content. There's like this drive of to figure out what's the next move or what we should be doing or how to grow our audience that I just completely lack entirely. I'm I like, don't want to grow our audience. I want to have more friends. I don't uh, care. But I mean, our audience will grow who cares? or shrink. I don't really even know how to keep track of that. I don't know how many people listen to this. Well, it's, I mean, the point of this is just to, for us to express ourselves in a way that I think just be more comfortable in your voice and in the moment, you know, through talking. But the happy byproduct has been that we've met so many cool, like-minded homies. Yeah. You know? Totally. Because you put out, they put out their rogue signal. We're all putting our, our out our rogue signals and then we find each other. Yeah. And then we kind of creates this space where we can all be like, yeah, cool. And so now with this podcast and us being a visual component on YouTube, youtube.com slash very ape, <laughs> you can hang with us. And then yeah. everyone's putting out their podcast visually so we can hang with you. And it doesn't take much to do that. To put this out on the visual Yeah, I mean, spectrum. webcam, Zoom calls, you know. Um, so, yeah, know, it's a, it's a good time populating the internets with chill conversations populating the realm the realm you know these with you know where the realm's not going to have uh, the sacred texts like the bible or whatever it's going to have sacred podcasts mm. <laughs> you know <laughs> the the sacred podcast scriptures you know but yeah that's that's definitely uh it feels like it's if if you have an idea like that it's the time to do it yeah why not here we are. It's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm having fun. Yeah, there's a level of awareness that is uh 
making this a little easier. I think that feeling that we're all going through something, there's no one not going through this really weird thing of of self-isolating. It's against our nature, but we're all doing it. So there is a, a like a, a good feeling in that solidarity. But there's also a concern that we could get too used to this and start mistaking this for the real thing. Right. Because it's not. You know that. We can listen to all the podcasts in the world, but nothing compares to when Charles and Athena came by on Monday and we sat up on the roof for a second. That human to human, sitting there talking to somebody, getting to watch them, getting to hear them, getting to listen to them. And there's so many things being communicated that our senses aren't picking up. So when we make it just looking at screens and we try to make that um, a replacement for what we were doing before, I think it's it's not going to end up serving us in the long run. So as great as this technology that connects us is, it's just a little reminder. It's like a drug. It's just it's just there to remind you that you that you need the thing that we might be kind of a weird proxy for right now. Mm. And and that the most worthwhile thing to do here on this planet is to connect with people and connect with them deeper and to make more friends and to deepen your friendships and to be there for your friends and to expand what your definition of what a friend even is. Allow people to surprise you. Get out of your age range. Make friends with an old motherfucker. You know, put your heart on the line. Make friends with someone you know is going to die soon. These are all things that like can really profoundly change the way you operate in the world mm-hmm. and the way you see the world. You know, it starts to dissolve that that need in capitalist society to otherize, to otherize everyone and everything. So it's a radical act when you start doing stuff like that. For sure. Amen. 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 How you doing? Do you want to hit this bong? I'm sure. Do you want to see what it's like to get confused on camera? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Who's this one dedicated to? I mean, Gabriel. <laughs> Shout out to Gabriel. Again. Our friend. He did a three-peat of podcasts with us. They're all on YouTube. Three-peat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was lovely. Yeah. Now I'm just going to be like... It's weird. It doesn't necessarily do that. It doesn't necessarily do that. I, I've smoked this on a few podcasts, and I, it's not like I lose my way. I might not sound as good, but to me I sound like I'm like, oh, well... I'm in touch with something right now. I, yeah, it's, it's one of those ones that takes me like a little out here, like a little over here, mm. up here. You're pointing to an area above your crown chakra? Yeah, and like behind me. But that's where the cannabis takes you? Yeah. Wow. Where does the ketamine take you? Like, I don't know, man. So we have this five-hour ketamine... <laughs> And I'm scared to try it. Yeah. What is that even going to be like? Well, first of all, uh, if you're going to do this kind of stuff, you got to test it. And uh, you should also, uh, and we're going to do this, you do an allergy test. You take a little bit and you wait a little bit to see if you just have an a- an allergy to this stuff. Is that possible? From are, everything are... I read on Arrowhead, yeah, like pretty much most things you want to do that with. Oh, so we're going to do that with this new stuff we have? You take a little, like, a, a little bit. A little bit. Not your, like, blast-off dose, but you see if your body, like, reacts in some allergic way. Mm. Um, so you want to know what it is. You want to test it. You want to look it up on Arrowhead. Uh, you want to do a little allergy test with yourself. And then, um, yeah, apparently this stuff is, like, um, a, a dissociative that's closely associated with ketamine. It has ketamine in the name. It's called DCK is the name of the drug. 
We'll do some exploring and report back. We'll do some exploring and report <laughs> back. Apparently, it's like a five-hour ketamine adventure. Supposedly, it's good for um, healing viral and bacterial infections and that sort of stuff. So, uh, Oh, man, it's so crazy. That's so crazy, That this stuff. I mean, I, I think you're going to be hearing a lot about ketamine moving forward into the 2020s. I like doing it. I don't like the way it makes me look when I do it. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. Snorting. What do you it, mean? Oh, I, snorting. Well, I don't like snorting it. No, me neither. I don't like... I don't even know how I look, but everything else looks like this. You know, like like I have to like cover an eye to see straight. Yeah. And then I lie back and I just like, you know, and then I get up and I'm like, my eyes are all small. And I'm like, everything around it, maybe not the best look, but is it worth the exploration? Yeah, I mean... Right now yeah. it is. Yeah. I don't, fi- I don't find myself addicted to it. I feel like we do. I mean, part of the reason when we do it is I do it like once every two weeks or something yeah. on average through quarantine. And I don't do it that much because if, if you do it too much, it doesn't, it's not as effective. No, we realize that right away. So. Because right away we were like, whoa, this doesn't seem to have any side effects. And like back in November, December, we would like do it three or four days a week you know we were exploring we were exploring <laughs> we were exploring <laughs> yeah you gotta do what you gotta do we we're figuring it out but it's a it's been very kind and I, th- I think it's a pleasant experience because it just takes you slightly beyond you into a pure state of consciousness that's not associated with your body and all the traumas that it stores so it's uh i almost wonder if that in some pseudo spiritual science way is related to why it can heal certain things oh yeah because your body gets like rebooted in some way or energetically yeah mm -hmm. energetically uh you you weren't really like inhabiting your body and all its traumas so -hmm. your cells almost get a break from the The patterns and the memories and and it can shed some of them i think that's why it's so effective at breaking a depressive cycle it gets you kind of out of the loop and and when you're when you're in it it can be a little confusing but if you've surfed enough you know that okay i'm confused like you don't have to be attached to like will i ever not be confused you're like oh cool i'm confused Mm. you know it feels like you can just once you step over the discomfort around confusion you can have a lot of fun in these different realms Mm. yeah the discomfort around confusion is something I think that that throws a lot of people off. Like all confusion is, is you not being able to keep your story straight. Right. That's all it is. You just, uh, you know, your ego wants to keep your story straight and confusion is when you just simply can't. And, but like for me, it's so easy. Like when you know you took a chemical that's going that might do that. Why are you getting upset when it's happening? Cause it feels like it could be permanent. I'm not in eighth fucking grade. I know everything wears. I wish it was fucking permanent. Stop. I'm still, you're like, or like that you'll never, I don't know. Maybe they just fill your brain with this. Like you'll never be the same. And honestly, in some ways I've, I, of course I'm never the same after every experience I have drug related wise. Weren't you just saying this morning that you're scared that we took too much drugs that we don't care about participating? I'm not scared about it. I'm realizing that we don't want things that I've, I've taken so many drugs at this point that I am so happy most 90% of the time and content and unconcerned with, you know, who I am and what I'm going to achieve that. Yeah. I mean, it's probably not the best thing for everyone, (laughs) but I think you're mixed up. I think you're, uh, You're getting the chemical portal mixed up for you just figuring out a way to blow the dust off and uncover who the real you, you know, you had, you had glimpses into uh, a better vibe that you wanted to inhabit full time on the drugs. You had glimpses at that, the high watermark and you have the discipline and the practices and the focus to do something about it. So seven years into a psychedelic lifestyle you don't take drugs that often you barely even smoke weed but it's true i don't take drugs that often but your work has had this 
effect maybe that you couldn't have anticipated less friction yeah less friction less friction in general just being feeling like uh you're in a flow that ain't drugs that ain't drugs drugs just showed you a little bit no no i mean they i know i'm not like the drugs aren't the problem i'm grateful for the pathways drug drugs have allowed me i like being in my head yeah you know what i mean i haven't always liked being in my head yeah you know so same here it's uh i don't know we're just i mean looking for things to to concern ourselves with in that one you know <sighs> like when you said i was scared i'm not scared but well i mean it, it's it's weird that we both have had brushes with that feeling of like oh fuck uh we don't seem to be working towards anything right now like yeah. oh there's no plan there's no big vision about where our life should go and in, instead of trolling ourselves over that shit and bringing it into the shame and and self-doubt realm like i think we should say ah oh, wow this is what it feels like at the top of a mountain like because luckily life takes care of a lot of stuff for you or like the past takes yeah. care of a lot of stuff for you where it's like oh if you leave yourself open to some opportunity opportunities will come i'm not saying you don't have not to only dance just, with that yeah. possibility and that are hard like planting good seeds like doing this podcast and filming it mm-hmm. and being like, I don't know why we're doing this. I don't know who could possibly care. I don't know what this is about, but this just feels like something we need to do so that we can do open space for the next thing. Cause if we just sit yeah. around thinking about how one day we'll film our podcast and that'll be the day that we reach a new mountain. It's like, no, fuck it. Like, let's just start oh, doing it. That's how you become your own artistic worst enemy. <clears throat> and anyone out there listening that like, wants to do something creative or artistic and has big visions or big goals and big ambitions like that's awesome do that but if you're having a hard time starting do something you can do do something you can do today right especially if it's not perfect and that's that's the part of the oh yeah getting to that place is allows me to do something like this which in a lot of ways is kind of humiliating <laughs> absolutely it's totally it's beyond fucking anything that i would ever be comfortable with it's weird because i remember when the adult swim people were kind of approaching us and saying like we we should try out a pilot and this and that we were like no why would we do that we're not we don't care to be on camera personalities we don't really care to be personalities at all you know yeah we just want to have a groovy time and this is a kind of a diary <laughs> diary <laughs> it's, it's like a, a diary of our ongoing education and like discovery of ourselves because of how uncomfortable it is yeah absolutely it only feels like you're doing something i only feel like i'm doing something when i'm doing something that's kind of uncomfortable yeah yeah so this is i mean the podcast is starting to get to the point where it's so comfortable that we have to throw new things at ourselves to keep it a little entertaining for us yeah keep us engaged and doing it at all yeah you know for us not for someone else because I don't think people are like clamoring to see our faces. <laughs> no, I'm probably the opposite. <laughs> and that's what's beautiful is because you get the choice. Yeah, you have the choice. You can close your eyes or you can bear witness. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Well, I look forward to being able to have people on here and see people in person again. And if we don't. I wouldn't even get too attached to that because I don't know if that's going to happen for a long time. I know that's I mean that's that's the whole thing is is releasing that attachment I think I think I really want to know you know what's going to become of this when we can go see live music again what this new reality is going to look and feel like where that where we're going to be three years from now a Mm. year from now what we're going to be able to do you know I want there's this want like I want to know I I want to know just tell me yeah I know I feel like this um, stimulation detox that we're all going through right now, it's like a training period for when we do get back to times that are more stimulating. And it's like, how are we going to navigate it then when inevitably we do start mixing it up more often when mm-hmm. when we are at, at at concerts or back at work or only recreating with our friends and connecting with people on the weekends? 
I think people are going to uh, use this opportunity to figure out how they want to show up to those moments more. Mm-hmm. That's what I, f- I feel like this is a training period for that. Because, I, I don't know, it's just as simple as we uh, can't go back to the way things were because it was making us and this planet really sick. Yeah. So, if, uh, it, like, like this is like, uh, like a drug addict going to rehab they don't come out and start shooting up again the idea is that they come out and they're clean now mm-hmm. they're clean and they go about their life with some more clarity and sobriety this is that opportunity for us we're in rehab and you know like a lot of rehabs like you don't know how long it's going to take for it to stick so i don't know i, I that, that's what i would i would hope that we could come to a place where we're using this time for that. Yeah. As long as it takes, that's like, you're going to be a human as long as it takes. You just got to have trust and faith, you know, trust and faith, trust and faith. Detox and rehabilitate detox from the materialism, from the exporting your problems, detox from the anger and the blaming and the shaming and the left, right paradigm and looking at this world as if you fucking own the place. And you're not just a little visitor here. Yeah. Detoxing from all that. Rehabilitating. And like you refinding even matter. Yourself. I mean, it's like this dance of, we don't even matter. Do whatever the fuck you want. Like, you don't woo, woo. matter. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're a speck of dust. We're a speck of dust. We're probably part of the multiverse, you know? Mm. How freeing is that? Mm. you know embarrass yourself do do the do paint the painting draw the thing just move the energy yeah i love that you're mad at one of your paintings right now like that's such a fucking funny way to <laughs> i don't know if you're doing this but like me watching you do this one painting over the course of a couple weeks and then you think you ruined it no i just think it sucks you think it sucks and like you just like i love that you're that you're channeling it into this piece of paper with some colors on it like like you, you're like oh, like things that might otherwise come out on me might otherwise come out on your mom on a phone call or whatever it's like it's going into this thing and it would come out on myself i'm like yeah well yeah. i'm what i'm really mad about the painting is that it started out really beautiful yeah definitely but it was so simple it was just like a simple concept it kind of looks like stained glass or whatever and then i just like it wasn't enough it wasn't finished so i just kept doing stuff to it but with with zero vision for what it was because it's kind of an abstract painting Mm. and it just keeps getting worse and it's not building towards anything. And so I'm just going to keep doing layers on it. I guess that this last night I decided I was like, I never want to look at this fucking painting again. This is the fucking ugliest, stupidest thing I've ever done. I just need to free myself of it. And then I woke up this morning. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to keep trying (laughs) (laughs) cause no, cause I was like, I can just add layers, whatever, Mm. who cares? Yeah. If it just gets worse, it just gets worse. But it, let me at least, it's so bad right now that I honestly don't think it could get worse. So maybe it'll get better. You sound like you're describing American society. This whole, that whole little rant, you know, everything that you were saying correlates. So should I just give up on the painting? What do you think? No, I think that what I keep saying to you, I don't know if it's sunk in yet, is like, well, what if you looked at it as if it's only halfway done? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm trying. Yeah. But I don't have, but part of the reason I hate it now is because I lack vision. I ha- I lacked vision into this point. Like I got to this point because there was no vision. It was just like, all right, I'll do whatever. Mm. And sometimes I like doing whatever and it leads to something really beautiful, but this time it has not. Yeah. So I'm scared to re- approach it again without vision. Mm. And when I look at this painting, because I think it's so freaking ugly, it's hard for me to have vision for how to make it better that's this this country yeah so what can we do you tell me because i'm well, lost as hell well first you know and i think you already did this is like i think you woke up with the self-forgiveness that's where it has to start that's like putting on the oxygen mask before you try to help anyone else you know it's like okay are you being self-forgiving about it you're not really beating yourself up over this right okay um, cool yeah. you know like and Just say, what's done is done. Here's what we're looking at. Actually look at it. And look at it as something that is beautiful already because it got you to the point where you're only halfway done. (laughs) 
<laughs> and now you get to beautify this thing. Or at least have fun with it. That's where I'm at right now. It's like, I'm going to do, I'm going to fuck this thing up intentionally mm-hmm. in hopes that something, like, I think I just need to make it like crude, you know? Do you want to put a penis on it? No, no, no. I meant more crude, like crude strokes. Oh. You know, not just imperfect oh. markings. Yeah, yeah. To compensate. But I don't. I wouldn't necessarily apply that to society. Mm. I would apply the having fun to society, though. Oh, yeah. Because there's something about fun that seems to be in harmony. You know, joy and laughter. That that that's a harmonious oh, yeah. thing. Is yeah. if you're if you're doing the dance and you're laughing and you're saying hi to people and this is happening, you know, you, and not taking things too seriously. That that feels to be oh, in harmony. Yeah. When people are laughing together, like the more the better. Like that's a that's a in a crazy miracle. Like that's that's a high note right there. Um, that's what it's gonna be like when this all opens up. Hopefully. Oh, I hope that it is a love fest, but I think it'll kind of, um, I think the, it, there's going to be balance in everything. Yeah. It can, it could be a love fest, but I think it's going to be kind of like the first day of school where I think people are psyched and they want to show off their new fucking trapper keeper and their goddamn starter Knicks jacket from 1994 and everything's looking fresh and but then there's people that were like around their abusive parents all summer and they all they want to do is start the year off by fucking taking out that rage on somebody and bullying somebody and Mm. you know exporting and blaming because now that now there's more things to do that too so you know that'll it'll all be there yeah fucking prayer right now for everyone who's not having a fun time in this whole thing yeah, That's a lot of people. Yeah, it's it's really hard, especially as the as the weather gets better. It's really it really sucks to go out there and every single face you see, you're not thinking about joy. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. You're thinking everyone's weaponized right now. Oh yeah, I had like a fucking heart panic attack because a, a friend came up through an elevator, <sighs> and it's so stupid. You know, I'm just like. We shouldn't be doing this. It's not like that's not how to do it. That we shouldn't have done that. We just gotta let it go and trust and just. <clears throat> well, I think what we have to do is pop it into another gear because this gear is about fear and paranoia, and I think that there's one about self improvement. It's just like <laughs> hit the clutch and put it into oh self improvement mode. So great because last night I was like, Sean, I need your help. I'm so paranoid about this thing, about this whatever, and you're like. Hey, instead of you worrying about something you can't control because it already happened, you need to stop eating Oreos. And I was like, touche. Well, I, I got it. I no, didn't want to hear myself say that. Trust no, me. No, I appreciate it. But I was it. like, ugh. You know, you just fucking sat there and ate like seven Oreos right in front of me. <laughs> and then you're like, I got to talk to you. There was a girl in the elevator the other day. And it's like, Okay. <laughs> That that's something that happened. You either got it or you didn't. But we can let that those feelings from that moment go, and instead empower yourself and say, "What can I do for my immune system? Yeah. Maybe stop feeding so much sugar to it." Yeah, I but I'm not strong. one to talk. No, it's okay. I'm not one to talk. I that's eat sugar okay. every day. I gotta stop. Oh God, we were like, it's so funny. This time last year, I feel like we were deep into our our eating discipline. Because we were preparing for the Keto. vision quest. We were doing, yeah, we were in ketosis. Um, which I don't even know how good that is for you. I don't either. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. I think you can eat less carbs and, and do well, but it, I did never, we did it for over a month and I never got that like spike in energy. What I liked about it was I never got hungry. Yeah. I could yeah. eat or not eat pretty much any day. I think that had to do with, uh, it didn't have to do with anything other than you were training your mind. It, your mind was responding to the training and almost like it knows what to do once you give it the order. It knows how to get it going. Oh, like how we don't eat until 2 p.m. every day? And, yeah. And now even when we woke up at 9 a.m., we were like, mm, do we even need to eat? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, intermittent fasting is it, along. This is what we were doing last year. We were intermittent fasting, keto, vegan, gluten-free. Like all the things. Overachievers much. Um, 
I think <laughs> I think this this year we're about to get into I don't know. I'm I'm craving a silent, a self-imposed silent retreaty sort yeah, of. Yeah, anytime. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday, Tuesday, or whatever it is, like unplugging, like no yeah. music, no sound, no nothing. No writing. No writing. No speaking. No singing. Or maybe the some days where you can do that, just no phone. Well, I'm just talking about what we did last time. That was really dope and it was effective. The where we did three days straight of that, of meditating all day. Yeah, that was great. It was great. The only thing that that we did that I wouldn't do is we ate a lot, like we ate three solid meals a day. And every meal, it was like this is the most interesting part of my day, so you just really enjoy it. Oh, because we we had an hour blocked out to eat. Normally, we eat our food literally. Like, we'll put on a song or a video, and we'll make it five minutes into it before we're finished with any meal. It's ridiculous. I eat really fast. You eat really fast, and I've learned to eat really fast. And But, like, when we were doing this this retreat, we had an hour for our meal. So, like, it was, like, every bite. Like, it's like you take a bite, you put your fork down, <laughs> use the napkin, take a breath, breathe, <laughs> do it again. Yeah. It was really awesome. Yeah. But that's all it is, is we just, like, we took those three days to tame that fucking wild junkyard dog in our head. We just tamed that fucker a little bit. Oh, and it wasn't tame at all. No. The thing it is, was out of control the whole time. You don't actually tame it at all, in my experience. I, you change your relationship with it. Yeah. You're like, oh, look at that fucking dog. Well, look at this motherfucker going crazy again. Blaming whoever. Wilding pissed out, about some conversation said th- some, sick three months ago said some dumb shit to your dad you know whatever <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm gonna smoke a bong hit for my dad okay yeah he loves it i had to man i haven't hung out with my parents in so long like we are used to hang out with him like maybe twice a week solid hangs like really good hangs and I was resorting to fucking looking at um, videos on the iPhone that we have from our last vacation together in November when we went to Florida. That's very sweet. Yeah, on Thanksgiving. My dad was doing gravity bong hits out of the sink. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, uh, Sean, yeah, you're going to line up another one of those. Uh, what, do you, what do you call those? I'm like, oh, the gravity bong. Yeah, no, I've, I'm going to be doing those all day. And then he would just join me. <laughs> I, well, the best part about it is that you guys would do yeah. the gravity bong and then... <laughs> walk pretty spe- speedily over to the the front door <laughs> of this like condominium. Well, we didn't want to bake out the uh the the kitchen or anything too much. So, so you bake like, out the hallway. Yeah, like you well you took this gallon hit of smoke <laughs> and you just take it, run out the door and blow it into the hallway. <laughs> and it's so funny I have these videos of my dad doing that and I'm like this is fucking great. It's not the real thing, but it's great. Mm. Yeah, I don't have a lot of that kind of stuff, but yeah, I'm, I I still got to get him on the podcast. That'd be really fun. Yeah, maybe we could do it after we break quarantine. Have him call in. Yeah, I can't. I, maybe I won't even tell him. I'll just uh, you know, just get him telling some stories and tell him <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> yeah, you still have to get his consent. No, I know, I know. Mm. This was fun. I really enjoyed this. Yeah. I think we're going to do a Church of Chill later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to tell the people what the Church of Chill is in case they don't know? Sure. Yeah. If you don't know about the Church of Chill. Uh, You're in it, motherfucker. <laughs> you are it. You know, it's, it's, uh, we started a radio show a couple of years ago now. You always play the best music and you always know exactly what songs to play and at exactly what time and decorating time. Yeah, and I really appreciate that about you. And I was like, you should just record these and and put them out and share them. And you do. And it's awesome. And we get to listen to them in real time. And they blow our mind. Like Yeah, we get our mind blown it, and then it's like, why not just share that experience? Uh, yeah, yeah, cuz like that's it, it's forced me into like deep music exploration all the time. Not like listening to the same thing over and over again. 
So I'm, I'm always out there and we come across a lot of bullshit, but like also some just fucking crazy good stuff. And, um, I love sharing it with people. And I love that a lot of times when we're recording those episodes, uh, we're hearing those songs again. It feels like always for the first time. Or maybe it's the first time we're ever hearing the whole song. Cause you like, you, you listen to the first yeah, half and, and you're like, like oh, oh, this yeah. is good. I'm going to play this. Yeah. And then you, then you really get to set the space to appreciate it. Or it's the 259th time we've heard that song and you're hearing it on headphones and you're hearing it in a whole different way right? and in a whole different context. Cause you can almost feel that it's for an audience and that they're going to pro- project meaning and extract meaning onto it and it's just really cool to kind of uh surf that immaculate vibration together i'm really grateful you do it because i get to listen to it but i also i never know what to play you know that's what do you mean like i I don't know what to do when it comes to music probably because you've been djing for so long but i you know you want to hear music like you woke up today and you're like let's put something on and i was being slow to it so you just threw music on yeah, but I'm never, I'm always like, what did I, what was I thinking? This song sucks. <laughs> <laughs> because, because you know why? Because you're playing it and you're hearing it through my ears. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Like what's so trippy about making this church or chill thing. But it's so funny because when you play music, I'm like, oh, dope. Oh, wow. I can't believe Cass dug out this song. And, and you're sitting there like, oh, fuck it. Oh, God. I don't even... It's, oh, you, no, you've, you've taught me that if you're going to play music, you have to hold the vibe. You have to be confident that this is what you should be listening to. Otherwise, you're going to be like 30 seconds of the song and then you play another song. And then it's like you throw everyone. Oh, yeah, we've had that in the room on this. Your insecurity trip of like, oh, this song. No, yeah. not this one. Not this one. And then there's it really helps that you know what song to play. Mm. But um, but it must also be a little unnerving because you're like you hear it through everyone's ears and the yeah. music is so important to the vibe and the energy of a room mm-hmm. and I, I, don't, I, I personally don't want that responsibility i don't either a lot of times <laughs> i really don't and I, I, we have so many friends that are so good at playing music that i like l- happily let them well, take you, over you don't but at the same time okay some friends you'd happily let them take over but like most people you wouldn't want them taking over the music i mean the people that you don't mind is like they they uh they they're out there like Jesse Jarno, you know, yeah, and people who have their own radio shows and have really put the time and energy into yeah, it and yeah, that's and what then, I'm saying. Um you know, Jesse from Serbia, like people who like have tried to cultivate a taste in music and want like Josh Craig want to surprise you and t- titillate you and and yeah. and make you be like, "Whoa, what is this song?" And that Honestly, it does take effort, time, devotion, and all the different things. Oh, totally. Totally. And I think that every now and then I earn the right to play something, like, really obvious. And it's fun. Yeah, I love that. Hearing those songs again. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just talking shit, having fun time. On the Church of Chill? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're horsing around a and lot now, of times. Now, oh, yeah. now I'm just like, okay, we're just hanging out. Are we hanging out? Deep hang on the YouTube. We're on the deep hang YouTube part of this thing. If people are listening to this, check out our YouTube. If not, to see uh, how beautiful Cass is. Please stop. (laughs) But we also have documentaries. Oh, yeah. We do have documentaries. Yeah. And with that, maybe we wrap this up. Cool. Thanks, y'all, for listening. For watching. Peace and love. Peace and love. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.